Hello and welcome to another episode of Alpha Podfight, the podcast where every episode we I'm joined by a guest and we talk about a single issue of the comic Alpha Flight. This week I'm joined by Daryl. Daryl, could you introduce yourself? Uh, hi, I'm Daryl Morris, formerly of making card games and currently of making prototypes for card games. Very good. Thank you for coming on. Um, the comic that we're going to be talking about isn't an actual Alpha Flight comic, and also we're going to get into time because it's a brand new comic. We are reading Champions number 21, which came out uh, this month, I think. Or um, last, yeah. This month or last month. It's new. It, I mean, as far as comics go and me reading them, it is the newest thing in the world. Yeah, you're about 20 years past what you usually get to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not used to... <laughs> How few words are in this comic? Um, Jim Zub was the writer. Sean Isaacs. Is Isaacs? I Z A A K S E. I'm going to say Isaacs. That, yeah. That's fine. Uh, it was the artist. Um, uh, Marcio, <laughs> Marcio or Marcio Menes was the color artist. VCs Clayton Clack Cowles was the letterer and production and did production. And Stefano Caselli and Marcio Menes were the cover artists. And then there's a bunch of consultants. Oh, Nyla Inuksuk was a consultant. I think that's because of the like the Inuit style stuff that happens in this. Um, Alana Smith was associate editor. Tom Brevoort was the editor. CB Kebalski. Kebalski. Oh Jesus Christ! Name this group very hard. Just... It's very late. I should say um, because of various life things and. Um, computer's not working. It's half ten recording, and my brain's dumb. This group so, was just gathered together just to just to just for you, just for your uh, ability to pronounce names. I'm just looking forward to getting to the exact producer. So, <laughs> C. B. Sibolsky was the mm. editor in chief. Joe Casada was the chief creative officer. Dan Buckley was the president. Alan Fine was the exec producer. So good. And did I say what? Yeah, we're reading champions. Uh, and the reason we're reading it is because Alpha Flight turn up, and uh, sort of conveniently, so does um, the person that I bitched most about in the last episode, who was the master of the world. Um, but before we get into the issue itself, could you tell me a bit about what you know about Alpha Flight before I uh, got you to come on the podcast? I listened to your podcast. Yep. And I saw them in the background of a Wolverine stage in a Marvel game once. <laughs> Good. I can. I haven't seen it, but in my mind's eye, it's is exactly what it probably was. Yeah. Um, two frame animation of Puck doing a fist bump. In the uh, I think they were. They were. You fall off a bridge, and then there's a waterfall, and then they're all just kind of standing there. Okay. I guess looking at Wolverine. I've no idea what they were doing. Um, he's popular. Lots of people would but, look at him. You know, it's Canada, and they're the only thing there. So, probably why I saw them. <laughs> uh, yeah, as far as um, the Marvel Universe is concerned, the only things in Canada are Alpha Flight, Ancient Gods, and um, Bad Governments. And Tim Hortons. So, and, so, sorry? Tim Hortons. I don't know if it comes up much in the comics. I haven't read... Tim Hortons in no, Alpha Flight. It's a coffee shop. No, I know what it is. I'm just <laughs> thinking because you know they, they, I don't know they might put Starbucks in like Spider Man might get a Starbucks or something. 
or some mm. generic knockoff pretend Starbucks. So I don't know if they've had like a Tom Hinton's or something. You know, I'm still waiting for the Tim Hortons to come to this country. Um, I should imagine it's going to be very much like all the other coffee shops when it does. I don't know. You ever been to a Dunkin' Donuts here? They're pretty good. Uh, no, I've not. Uh, I've only bought Krispy Kremes from Tesco's. Uh, yeah, I'm very unadventurous. I, I oh. work in London, so I pretty much just drink Cafe Nero and sneer at anybody who doesn't because that's my tribe, the Nero past, tribe. Need to, need to walk past all the Pretts. Oh, yeah, spit on Pret. <laughs> Apart from when, at once um, like a guy was trying to give out free coffee. This is years and years and years ago, but they're opening a new Pret near me, mm. and this has nothing to do with flight. But a guy was like literally giving out uh, tokens for free coffee but because he was a man in the street with a piece of paper to hang out, hand out and it was commuting time everybody was being hostile towards him apart from me because I'm just like a naturally uh, brilliant person and I took a month's worth of free coffee off him <laughs> you um, use it? oh yeah oh. and then I got to work I was like I've got loads of free coffee everyone does anybody want a free coffee and they didn't trust it <laughs> because people are not used to being offered free stuff free um, um, Gotta come yeah. with free spatting. Obviously it's free. Um right, so that is um coffee. Uh can you describe to me what happens in this comic? Uh do you Oh want should we mention who the champions or? are? Because uh well, this now, is, do uh, we really want to get into it? I don't know. Because this is a, a new style comic for me, what they do is they what they've started doing, for people who don't read new comics, is they've got a little front page with a description of what has happened in previous issues. And then a little rundown of who's in it. Whereas in the comics I read, which are really old, they just like have a three-page section of the comic which recaps what happened in the previous comic. Oh. So in this one, they've got... Um, champions seems to be young superheroes, like teenage superheroes. They're, and... the, uh, they're the name swap superheroes. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Well, I mean, it's it, 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 he's Hulk, but he's not Hulk. No, that's, that is it's Miss Marvel, but that's not Miss Marvel. Yeah, Spider Man. Miss Marvel. Yeah, Spider Man, Vision. They're all not Iron Man. I don't know. Well, they're the the, same they're, they're kind of the Teen Titans. Yeah. In the same way that Robin isn't Batman and Kid Flash isn't Flash and uh, Aqualad isn't Aquaman, it's kind of the same. Sort of. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they're the teenage superheroes, and uh, yeah. So let's talk about what happens in the issue, and then we'll talk about uh, what I thought about it and what you thought about it, because okay. that's the format of the program. Fair enough. Okay. So this, previously in this comic, a bunch of stuff happens, and on the last page, Alpha Flight turn up. Yes. Along with. Former Ms. Marvel, currently Captain Marvel. Carol Danvers. Yeah. Who's the leader of Alpha Flight. I know that much from Apparently recent so. comics. Yes. I don't remember that being the case, but... Well, in her own comic, she took them into space. Okay. So space Canada for... or just space? Um, so I read the first trade of uh, Captain Marvel. Okay. Uh, I got it for my birthday. And she was some sort of... Um, it was kind of Deep Space Nine, and she was the boss of Deep Space Nine, but it's not Deep Space Nine because it's owned by the Avengers or something. I don't know. But um, right. she was the boss of space, 
and <laughs> she took Alpha Flight with her to look after space, and they all had big fights. Fair enough. Um, with some aliens. Hmm. So yeah, so apparently Carol Danvers is the boss of Alpha Flight at the moment. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. So, th- so, so Captain Marvel is doing a big standoff with the champions, and mm-hmm. she's not really looking any of them in the eye. She's sort of looking over the top of Ironheart's head. I don't know if that's yeah. an art thing or whether that's a statement about who she is. None of them are actually looking at each other. No, it's kind of weird. Not really. But the master's in the background, and I kind of like that he's he's just hovering there. Yeah. Being, being pro. And <laughs> she's... Captain Marvel is being a little bit strident because it looks like, and it seems to be what she tends to do a lot, is she's trying to start another civil war. A little bit. That seems to be the thing she does most often. Okay. Because, again, I don't know what civil war... I, I know there was a well, civil war. Basically, I know she, two started, of them. she started Civil War 2, essentially. Okay. And uh, now it looks like she's trying to do it again, but Canada-style. Okay. So, basically, uh, new Ms. Marvel tries to break up the fight, and they all just... I'm going to you know, broad strokes this. They just talk through other while about how... Uh, Captain Marvel's right, and the rest, the others are wrong because they're just kids. And the master's just standing there, like ha ha ha. Yeah, you know, dance party. Uh, because the, the apparently the champions have walked in on the master healing the polar ice caps. I forgot to mention. Yeah, he was doing something actually quite useful. Yeah, so he was. Uh, what healing... are you doing? I'm just healing the ice caps. Yeah, I'm fixing me. the ice caps. So the champions are like, well, maybe you're not a baddie. Hmm. Um, we will work with you to save the Earth. And then Alpha Flight turn up and go, he's an actual baddie. He's tricked you somehow. And that's what they're arguing about, whether or not the master of the world, the biggest douche in the Marvel Universe, really? has tricked the champions or not. I kind of like him. <laughs> he's kind of like a less purple version of um, Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, they're all of that mould, aren't they? They like to stand about, but He's just useless. He kind of looks like the floating juggernaut. Yeah, but juggernaut's good <laughs> as well, a character. I, I, well, maybe. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, Alpha Flight and the champions eventually break into a big old fight. Yes, yep, pretty much. And while they're doing that, Miles Morales is doing something in the base. Yeah, apparently he's Apparently he can be invisible. Yes. Always just an art thing. No, he can turn invisible if oh. it's dark enough, sort of Nightcrawler style. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, uh, so, uh, Bod- Bodemon finds a capsule with a glowing girl in it, which would make sense if you read the last one. Otherwise, that's the end of that, and Miles finds glowing girl. Yes. And then it moves back to. A panel I feel like I want to get printed and put on my wall, which is Sasquatch hold, holding up the Hulk so he can't fight, and I'm going to assume that's Snowbird yes, in the form of a polar bear, smashing him in the stomach. Yes. And saying roar, and then womp, <laughs> and then oof. Yeah. Um, I've that's I've seen that appear on Twitter a few times actually. People mm-hmm. celebrating how wonderful that is. So that's probably the best panel in the book. 
Uh, yeah, uh, I think there's a few other bits which I really enjoyed as well, uh, and we'll find them as, as we get to them. And uh, fights, fights, fights. Um, Talisman's not having a great time of it because her skills don't seem to go off at all. Because, I mean, I don't know how she's changed since uh, the comics I have read her in were made, but her her power is to, like, um, take magic and then reshape it. And I don't think any of the champions are magic. So she's kind of... Oh, so she's a counter-hero. Like, she can counter yes. Zatanna, but she can't do anything with the Hulk. Yes, that's oh, okay. it. Yeah. Oh, that's... That's that's she's, so she's the Aquaman of the team. Uh, uh, yeah, and uh, I think when she turns evil in Alpha Flight, spoilers for 1987 comics, um, she can control spirits as well. Oh. But um, she doesn't appear to be controlling any spirits at the moment. She just appears to be getting wrapped up by Miss Marvel, Miss Marvel's stretchy arms. So, do you know anything about Miss Marvel uh, version two? What Kamala Khan? Yeah. I feel like um, she's I'm... sort of Mr. Fantastic, but just with her arms. Uh, was she super? She so her she's uh, an inhuman. So she got hit by te- uh, was it Terrigen? Te- yeah, Terrigen gas. I think that's Terrigen. what they call it. Yeah. Um, which sort of brought out her superpower, and her superpower is to be super stretchy. Oh, so she's she's a mutant, but we're not allowed to say that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So she's a non-mutant mutant. I keep uh, getting that this. And the X Men are the same. Wait, is this no? This is this right? Is it which one's which one's X Men? Is this X Men universe? No, it is because it's Wolverine. No, it's the it? same. It's the same comics universe. Just, I'm um, seeing Iron Man, and I'm getting confused. No, so it's the same comics universe as the X Men are in. Yeah, but there's also the Inhumans who um, Marvel for a while were trying to make a bigger deal out of because they didn't have the film rights for them. So are so the X-Men are still mutants, but these are Inhumans? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, and there's an Inhuman royal family, which is uh, Black Bolt and Medusa, and they had their own TV program. It was terrible. It was I saw it. I was... Shit. I, we can talk about TV shows related to something that's coming up later, but I did... <laughs> um, yeah, so that's... So Kamala Khan is um, a super stretchy teenage Muslim superhero. Hmm. Um, and she has the rare benefit of, for the most part, enjoying being a superhero, whereas nearly every other superhero comes with like a bunch of angst because they're having such a terrible time managing superheroing with fighting baddies. Um, she enjoys it, uh, which is it's quite nice to read, actually. Uh, same as Squirrel Girl as well. Squirrel Girl is good because she just loves being a Squirrel Girl. Mm. Um, Even if she's not always drawn that way. Uh, no, well, uh, what I don't know what you're referring to. <laughs> well, sometimes she's drawn, and I'm going to use a local term like an absolute munter. Well, yeah, she is. She, I mean, that's. Uh, she's, sometimes she's drawn like a cute girl, and I'm like, which one am I supposed to be looking at? Well, um, she's uh, uh, Steve Ditko when he invented her. She was like a a Marvel-looking lady, hmm. but um, I suppose when she's drawn now, she's just like. A, a girl who has um, squirrel powers, so that comes with looking a certain way, I guess. Right, so but, I think um, it's just a qualm with the, some of the art style they've chosen for her, and some of the ones I've seen. It's just 
Oh yeah, but I mean, the comics I've read have been are fantastic. I love them. Um, they're yeah, proper. Um, I got Bill the um, Halloween special, which is like a choose your own adventure one. Oh. Um, but it's like it's a fake choose your own adventure because obviously, because it's a comic, you can see what would have happened if you chose all the others at the same time. Mm. Uh, it's good. It's good though. It's well done. Anyway, we're not talking about Squirrel Girl. We're talking about. Um, Alpha Flight. And okay. so they sort of do superhero things, which is pair off against the superhero most like them to fight, which mm. um, uh, so Sasquatch fights Hulk because they're the most alike superhero wise. And Puck, who is a little person, fights Wasp, who is a little person. You know, I've got, I, would thought, I just thought that was a bit dodged, to be honest. He's not that little. Well, I mean, he's supposed to be—he's supposed to be a dwarf, like. Oh well, yeah, but wasp, and, and, but is, wasp is the just, size of a wasp. Yes, um, but I suppose there's the who's the little alpha flight superhero? It's Puck, and who's the little champion? It's the wasp, but they're different types of little, and yeah, the conflating the two is is a bit dodgy, in my opinion. Anyway, yeah, we will carry on because they have a big fight. Um, Miss Marvel fights against Ironheart, who is the teenage girl version of Iron Man, and everyone has a big fight. Uh, Hulk hits Snowbird with Sasquatch with a big slam sound effect, and there's a uh, Captain Marvel hits Ironheart with a wham sound effect, and the whole time the master of the world is just watching saying this is delicious it's even more satisfying than i had hoped and you still don't like the guy sorry you still don't like the guy he's brilliant look at him yeah okay so um (laughs) (laughs) while he is uh grinning his cheese ball helmeted grin um they carry on. Oh, uh, Wasp says something to Sasquatch about uh, liking his work on nuclear, on gamma radiation, which I assume. It won't, so I don't know who this Wasp is. I don't know if she's um, uh, like the old Wasp, or if she's a. I'm guessing from the dialogue, she might be a Russian Wasp. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if she's. What was the other one? Hank Pym's wife. I don't know. If it's, yeah, Janet know if, Van Dyne. I don't know if it's still Janet Van Dyne. I think it might be their daughter. Maybe. Possibly. Mm. Um, yeah, okay. But she's about. And then they. she does some stuff with turning people small and big. Um, Puck gets slammed into the ground by Hulk. Because obviously he does. Because that's his professional, semi-professional punching bag. Now, what uh, what Puck's doing there? Is that a power or is that just art? That's him moving quickly. Oh, okay. Because he's acrobatic. Um, and so when he's drawn being acrobatic, they, they do that old Ditko thing of drawing him in lots of places on the page at once. So, so far, Hulk has taken out three of them. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he, yeah, so Hulk is... Uh, and then Captain Marvel says something about that. And then as she flies in to take care of Hulk, Nova flies in from wherever he's been hanging out and they have a big explosion. Mm. And then 
Viv Vision, who is the Vision's daughter, rocks up and tells everyone, uh, like a robot would, like, or like C-3PO might, that uh, the, the odds of them winning are too slim. And then... Yeah, sorry, carry on. I've taken over this. <laughs> That's fine. Um, so, I've got to wonder, I mean, was was Captain Marvel not entirely confident about a an established superhero team of adults taking on this group of children? They've, they've all of a sudden, they're like the, ta- the scales have completely tipped the other way, and they're outclassed. Apparently, yeah. I mean, that's depending okay. on the writer. For instance, so Sasquatch. Depending on the writer, he is either as strong as, mm. if not stronger than Hulk, or much, much weaker than the Hulk, depending on the whim of the writer at the time. And so, in this one, he is obviously not quite as strong as the Hulk, or as strong as this Hulk. Mm. Um. Uh, so yeah. Uh, Snowbird. I mean, Snowbird's power is a bit terrible. Turning into a polar bear, or or an owl. <laughs> is it just those uh, two? Um, she can turn into any Arctic wildlife. So polar oh. bear, owl. Um, rabbit. Uh, she could turn into a rabbit if she wanted. Yeah. Um, what else could she turn into? Um, I remember you saying something about being able to turn into mythological things. Yeah, so she um, she had the power to turn into Sasquatch because Sasquatch's original form was one of the great beasts. Okay. She's obviously not doing that at the moment. I like don't know why. To. I don't know how she got brought back to life to Benis because she's dead in the comics that I read. Oh. Um, spoiler so, again. Yeah. So uh, during one of the retconning events, she's been brought back to life. As has um, Guardian. He he's alive. In this universe, I don't know how. Yeah. Um, I'll get there eventually. So, uh, uh, Spider-Man finds this girl. Yep. And she starts talking in. Inuktitut. 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 In whatever language in in in, in, in ancient in ancient Canadian, and <laughs> um. Mars is worried that she might be radioactive, but it's all right because she's just glowing with magic for some reason. Yes. And then everyone looks a bit worried, and then a I can only assume it's a giant jackalope carooms out of the ground. Yes. So she turns into a gigantic polar bear with uh, elk antlers. Seems like it could have been Snowbird's go-to. Yeah. So I, th- this is a brand new character. I think this is the second time we've seen her. It's the first. Apparently, it's the first time we've seen her actually use her power or be in a fight. Uh, what's her name? Snowguard. Um. And so apparently, her power is a better version of Snowbird's power. <laughs> oh, uh, that's good. Um. Good job so yeah. Look um, by comparison. Uh, yeah, but then she bursts out of the secret base where she had been held while the master stole her soul to power his polar ice cap machine. Mm. And then everyone joins up to fight her, which is nice. And, uh, and the Hulk gets a, gets a big shoulder chomp and yep. Snowbird turns into an owl. Yes. 
and and Spider Man's just kind of sitting there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, good um, job, guys. Do what? Good job, guys. That's quality guy fighting. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they all fight the big jackalope. Mm. And then... Uh, notice the jackalope has feathers on his arms as well. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It's probably de- de- uh, detailed in the previous issue to this, which I've got ordered. I just haven't read. Um, I think you'll be surprised at how little happens in that issue. Well, quite not very much happens in this one either. That's true. Um, but we'll come to that. So yeah, so they they all have a big fight. They they beat um, they beat up Snowguard with a big thoom. She changes back into a well, girl. You've missed a bit. What did I miss? Well, Sasquatch could have joined in, but they've forgotten that he's really small. Yes. So at some point, Wasp had made him really tiny, and then he runs along really tiny, and then at the right moment, she turns him really big, and he slaps the... Oh, no. Uh, choke holds the, uh, the jackalope while everyone else shoots it. Yep. And... Oh, then uh, it's... What's her face? Um, Talisman. She, she does her magic stuff, because suddenly there's some magic, so she's useful. And and she sucks the magic out of the situation. Is there a reason Talisman has the uh, domino eye, or is that just a thing? I don't know. It's not something that um, she had in the eighties. Oh, fair enough. Um, <laughs> uh, she's oh, got her headband on. That's the main thing. Yes, she has got a headband on. That's the main it's a thing. Bit bigger though. now. Uh, and she's got some proper trousers as well, oh. and a cape. It's good. She's uh, she's dressed up. I suppose it is quite cold. Mm. Um, yeah. So they suck the magic out. Um, Spider Man gives her back his jacket again. Right. And then they. Oh yeah, they say, "Hey, master, you are using my soul to power your polar ice cap machine," and then. Uh, the champions realised that he was a baddie after all. Oh. Ugh. And then he runs off. But how how does he run off? He runs off by dropping an iceberg on him. Yeah. And it explodes for some reason, like icebergs do. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, I honestly didn't know what happened. It looked like he had flown intentionally at some scaffolding. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the scaffolding blew up. Yeah, the scaffolds are self-destructing shots, the Hulk. But all the ice comes down, and I assume he's dropping an iceberg on him. But it doesn't matter, because in the next panel, no one cares. No, no. Um, Yeah, so the Master... I mean, in the 80s, the Master would have been killed somehow, just by being rubbish. So in issues that we've covered on the podcast... He is has his base blown up. His ancient spaceship is blown up with him inside it. And another one, his helmet, which controls all his machinery, gets ripped off his head and his submarine blows up. So in this one, he just wrecks his scaffolding, which is... Uh, I mean, if he's going to be a lad, wrecking your scaffolding is a way to be a proper lad. One of the ways, yeah. Uh, and then they all have a big chat in uh, Snowguard's village... 
Captain uh, Marvel's like, I'm sorry, I did the thing I always do. Maybe I should stop doing that. I almost did a Civil War. Oops. Yeah, again. <laughs> like, whoops, almost did Civil War 3, Canada style. But um, no, not this time. Maybe I should stop doing that. Like, Marla's like, yes. Yeah. Maybe. And then um, Snow, everyone stands around while Snowguard uses her powers to make the Northern Lights show animals. Is that what happened? I think that's what's happening. Suddenly there's a moose. So, I don't know, and a whale. And a bird. And some sort of eagle. Yeah. And then she uh, talks to a grandma. Something like that. And for and one panel, she has a dog arm. Yeah. Because She's just like, look at my crazy dog arm. <laughs> and then Alpha Flight are like, you should come and train to be a superhero with us. We've got a proper program. It's called Beta Flight. And she goes, no, I'll go and join the Reckless Teenagers. They seem a much better option. Yeah. And then she grows wings and flies off. Yep. And that's it. And that's it. Literally it. Uh, and apparently the next issue is a desperate mission into space. A champion falls and it's a countdown to a brand new crossover event as far as I can tell. But it's not got Alpha Flight in it, so we don't care. So who cares? Who actually cares? Uh, it's got Man-Thing in. Does it? Apparently yeah. so. Then head back to Champions number 2. Uh, so you've got to go and read two other comics, Infinity Countdown, Champions 1 and 2. And then come back for Champions 22. So once you've spent 20 quid on comics, yeah. uh, you get to see Man-Thing again. Which one's Man-Thing? Sorry? Which one's Man-Thing? Man-Thing is a bit like Swamp Thing, but where Swamp Thing is clever swamp. Right. and in the swamp, uh, Man-Thing wanders around the swamps of, uh, I want to say, Louisiana. Right. And um, But he's just a big, dumb supernatural animal who is drawn towards emotion and anything he touches which is scared burns so although he's a goodie he's usually hurting people by accident so if someone's scared of him and he grabs them and he's like if they're scared of him Hmm. he feels their pain and so to stop feeling that pain he will grab them and when he grabs them they burn isn't that the penitent there? Isn't that Ghost Rider? Uh, but he does it on purpose while like oh. going yeehaw off the back of a motorbike. Whereas Man-Thing just sort of flumps about in a swamp. When he said Swamp Thing is made of swamp, I was going to say, and Man-Thing is made of man. <laughs> he's, just a, he's just a big Man-Thing. There you go. <laughs> um, I was getting interested for a second. Yeah, uh, well, I've got, I've got the odd, um, like, odd Man-Thing comic here and there um he's but he's basically uses the character to tell other people's stories he, he doesn't really have his own story right but um other i'm people a little bit like... familiar with swamp thing because he's a crossover he's sort of into constantine in my area of yes of interest yeah because constantine started off in in swamp thing yeah swamp thing does a lot of dodgy things with john constantine like what well, at one point he takes over his body so he can have sex with his girlfriend. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's thing. not so, on. <laughs> even for Constantine, that's not on. I'm sure Constantine's done worse. Oh yeah, like daily. So, yeah, so it's, it's okay. fine. Um, 
Uh, right, so uh, that is this issue of this comic, uh, which cost me five pounds. Um, I've heard it said by other people that uh, comics nowadays are too expensive, and I am inclined to agree because I would th- I would not have paid five pounds for this. No, um, it's very slight, and I guess a lot of one. Com- I mean the the Captain Marvel trade. Uh, it collects five issues and took me about an hour and a half to read. Oh. Whereas a claim on X-Men takes about three hours to read just because everyone's wanging on so much. Yeah. Um, and I don't suppose you should um, judge enjoyment by how long it takes to enjoy it, but at the same time... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about the comic. What did you like about it? I like that Puck is wearing a uniform with an Alpha Flight logo on the corner, and he's the only member of Alpha Flight that's wearing a uniform, except for Sasquatch, who's made a bit of an effort and is wearing the waistcoat. <laughs> he's wearing a metal waistcoat, yeah. Is that metal? It uh, looks metal, I get. Yeah, I think it's I don't know what it was, but I thought he was just like, I'm making a bit of an effort. And Snowbird's like, nah. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just wear the usual, and Tadman's like, I'll just, I'll just wear this. Well, because um, it took me a, a long time to notice, but Alpha Flight, in the original incarnation, they didn't have matching uniforms. Like, they didn't all wear the same colours, but they yeah. matched that the pattern was the same across them all. Um, but Snowbird is still wearing that old costume, which would have matched the others if they were still wearing their old costumes. Oh, right, okay. Does, but they're not. Do you remember so, that picture I sent you from uh, Infinity Gauntlet? They had a picture of Alpha Flight, and they were all wearing red and white. Yeah, so in the um, towards the end of the run of Volume One, they all got matching uniforms. So when we did One Hundred Six, they all had matching uniforms in that. All oh, right. Okay. Um, which I mean, from a storytelling point of view, was terrible because you could never tell which angry man was shouting at which angry man. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I like so, I like uh, pucks. No hair, full beard thing. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's a standard thing, but the old ones I've seen, he didn't look like that. Um, it, it's co- sort of like a modern redrawing of what he would have looked like. Uh, mm. He's got a fuller beard now. Um, his cauliflower ear isn't as pronounced. It's still there. It's not as pronounced as it was. Um, but, uh, yeah. I mean... Uh, because there's there's not that much dialogue other than um, dialogue to drive the plot, it's hard to get a sense of their voice. So, I mean, Puck says, you kids don't know what you're doing. But anybody could have said that. Yeah. Um, and he, he doesn't even say A at the end of it, which he always did in the olden days. He was that Canadian. He was proper Canadian. Oh. Uh, not this fake Canadian. Um, I say as a as a non-Canadian, um, yeah. So and I get that Sasquatch doesn't really say anything. Uh, Snowbird doesn't have any dialogue, and Talisman says a lot, but it's mostly described what she's doing with her hands at the time. Mm. Um, yeah. So and that, that's uh, I mean it's one of the things that. Um, I noticed from reading the older comics from issue to issue and writer to writer is that sometimes they get the um, the voice spot on and sometimes they 
they just don't. Um, and so I never thought I'd be the sort of person who's just like John Byrne was did it right, and everybody else afterwards has done it wrong in ways which I either like or don't like. Yeah. But nobody's got the, the characters right since, in my opinion. I mean, they're they're barely in it. I wonder if they no. need to be here at all. No. If this didn't happen in Canada, I mean, who who would you replace them with that would have been a comparable super team? You just needed someone five. to turn up and have a fight to slow down the plot long enough for them to realise that their master was a baddie. Yeah. That Their role in this is to slow down the plot. Oh. Um, Good use of them. <laughs> yeah. I guess they don't have a current series, then they're just up they just then. crop up in other people's, yeah, at the moment. Yeah. So I think Sasquatches have been appearing in Al Ewing's run on one of the Hulk books, which I should read because Al Ewing's good, and I'm sure he's done a very good job. Um, but yeah, so I need to I need to find those. But they they turn up here and there, um, usually to have a fight with somebody. I mean, uh, yeah, this, this sort of thing isn't unusual. Um, there's issues of Spider Man from the '90s where Sasquatch is there just as sort of an imaginary baddie. He doesn't even have any dialogue. He's just being chasing Spider-Man. So, what? Just in his head? Yeah. Spider-Man's afraid of Sasquatch. Oh, it was. I didn't even understand what was going on in the comic. To be honest, oh. uh, it was something to do with Spider-Man having to do some sort of mystical trial. I was going to say like, oh, maybe Craven the Hunter's there and. Sasquatch is kind of a piece. So that sort of thing. So he's been chased by Archangel and Sasquatch, but really he was, but he so he was fighting them, but he was seeing Green Goblin and somebody else. Oh. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's best it to talk Mysterion about the whole time. Um, not Mysterio. Mysterio. Mysterion <laughs> would be much more interesting and not likely to happen. Um. Yeah, so uh, one thing I liked about this is that although, again, they don't, the master is in this, they don't really dial up his dickishness enough. Because <laughs> he's a proper dick in the old comics and he's just like a sort of, uh, just a sort of villain in this. But he does do in this, what he does in Alpha Flight 3, which is strap a woman into his torture machine because he's a baddie. So, in that sense, it's a kind of a callback to the old Alpha Flights. Hmm. Which I, I was like, oh yeah, it's it's the Master's base. He's, uh, I mean, I shouldn't celebrate the fact that he's torturing a teenager, but... But, well, I mean, if, if he's going to go full Bond villain, I mean, that, you kind of want him to. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to have him, have him there. Um, and... Yeah. Was there anything else you liked in this? Uh, they finished drawing it. I thought. I think the out the the artwork's good. I mean, it's obviously the current Marvel style to do it this way and yeah. to color. I've seen a the, lot. The colorist's obviously Marvel. doing most of the work. Uh, no, that's not fair. But the colorist is doing a lot of the work. Yeah. Um, I mean, the people look like people. Yeah, they're they, not supposed to. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's not. Think, it's not offensively stupid. It's no, not a hell of a lot to say. 
No, there isn't, and that's because so little happens. Yeah. Um, which is um frustrating. Um none of the characters have an arc in this. I suppose Miss Marvel and uh Captain Marvel having a chat at the end. They have a chat at the start and a chat at the end, and I suppose that is as far as you get in any yeah. sort of character arc, them agreeing not to fight unnecessary in the future. Which they probably will. Um, when, where, where there is a necessity for conflict, Captain Marvel will arrive. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's... Um, well, that yeah. ended with a whimper, didn't it? The 20-page <laughs> yeah, comic that ended with a whimper. Um, yeah, and I'm sure uh, Snowguard will... It's a brand new character, so I'm sure she'll get a chance to uh, develop. Uh, whether or not it's in the Champions comic, I don't know. I'm sure. I doubt I'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> Unless Alpha Flight turn up again, who cares? Yeah, exactly. Um, and also, I have so many 80s comics to read. I've got piles of them hidden around my house, so I need to read them first. Um... But yeah, so what else is there? Not a lot. Um, uh, was there anything that you particularly didn't like? Uh, I didn't care for most of it. <laughs> I mean, I, I've not got a lot of experience with this with the champions. But it seems like most of the characters in the whole comic didn't need to be there. You could probably ditch Ironheart and be fine. You could probably ditch Wasp and be fine. Yes, and yeah, and that's part of the problem of having so many characters in the comic uh, is that none of them get a chance to do anything. Yeah, you could have had a much you could have had a much tighter focus team of just like a three on three. And I agree. At basically the same conclusion. Yeah. Um, where you, yeah, I mean, because Nova was in hospital apparently, or in bed or something. something. I don't know. He got woken up to come and to punch Captain Marvel. But if you want Nova, who is basically the energy blasting guy, and you've already got Ironheart, who does basically the same thing as Nova, they do very similar jobs. Yeah, so you could have one of those, but not both. Uh, yeah. I don't um, think it's really a situation that requires a lot of shrinking. We probably didn't need Wasp. No. Spider-Man barely did anything. He, he dodged lasers a bit. But and then he just kind of stood there. Isn't a great use of spider powers. <laughs> it's not, no. Um, and I th Yeah, I think they could have chosen who was going to be in the comic. Because, I mean, yes, they're the champions, but they don't have to all be there at once. Some of them could have a day off <laughs> from um, helping a supervillain repair. A little bit, a little bit codependent for a superhero team up. Uh, yeah, but I mean, in in the old Alpha Fight days, they never turned up together at once. If they did, it was because they were just going to have a massive fight with each other. Well, here's my question: I would ask for you. Go. Um, so, if you were to add another Alpha Flight person into this team, who would you put? Well, I don't know who's current in Alpha Flight. Obviously, 
I apparently we don't care because some of these people are dead. Some of them are dead, some of them aren't. So I would. Um, who would I have? I mean, uh, I've got a lot of affection for Bill Mantlo's Alpha Flight, which didn't include many of these characters. Mm. So I would find a way to put in uh, Wonderlandowski, which was Walter Langowski, but as a woman, and and have the two of them on the same team. That's what I'd, I'd, I'd engineer a way to do that. And uh, I can't imagine it would be too difficult to do. We just have one panel where someone does some magic. Oh, uh, I yeah. can do that. So in that situation, how big of an egotist is this guy? How big what, sorry? How big of an egotist is Sasquatch? Um, well, it's hard to tell from this how much he is. Certainly in the old days, he was he's very uh, full of himself. So, so my question, my 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 question I'm getting at is, how likely would the two Langowskis be? How likely would it be that those two would just get together for the hell of it because oh, they like very, each other very, so much? It'd be very, very likely. You got some Sasquatch on Sasquatch action, which is basically just a big pile of brown, but it might make the comic more interesting. Oh no, one of them would be white. So one Wonder was white Sasquatch. Oh, fair enough. So um, yeah, it'd be like that episode of Red Dwarf where oh. they meet their. Um, uh, gender swapped equivalents. That would make a much more interesting comic than this. Yeah, and it wouldn't really apply to champions because they kind of already are. At <laughs> sometimes, yeah. Mm. Um, um, yeah. So that's what I would do, uh, and I'd swap Captain Marvel out for Heather as Vindicator, just because I prefer her. Yeah. Even if she does have a creepy outfit with a ponytail out the back of her, uh, well, whatever it's made out of. Um, yeah, so I think we've talked about everything. I don't know how we. I don't know how we could have missed anything. There's barely anything here. No. Um, the Northern Lights are quite are quite well drawn. There you go. Yep. Yeah, I mean like the color. Comic, the, the colorist is does a fantastic job in this. Mm. I mean the 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 artist who is the artist. Why have I said that? I'm not going to remember that's the name. Sean Isaacs. Um, he, yeah, he's he's a good drawer. Um, there's just not a lot of story to tell, and I don't know. I can't even blame the writer for that because it just seems to be how Marvel make comics now. They just seem to be very slight. Mm. Um, a good consistent skybox. There you go. There's something. A good consistent what? Skybox. The sky always looks okay. <laughs> yeah. Like the sky looks like the sky, or there's nothing there at all. But uh, there's uh, they've put a lovely texture in for the sky. Yeah. So uh, and they often use blue for it, which is good because go. they're outside. Five pounds worth of blue. Uh, yeah. So this will. Uh, well, I think I bought the the first print. So, and as it's the first print, and it's the first appearance of a character, who knows? Maybe it'll go up to six pounds in the next couple of years. And then you'll sell it, and I can treat it as an investment. Oh. Um, or I'll just stick it in the stack of um, comics with Alpha Flight in them, which How will probably happen that as well. It's it's getting to be a bit of a. Wait, uh, yeah, there's there's so much Alpha Flight. When I started this, I was like. I'll do an Alpha Flight podcast because it seems quite contained. 
mm. and I can I can make sense of it all. But uh, it turns out there's absolutely loads of it, and um, I've got lots of it to go that I don't think I'm going to enjoy very much. Oh, because of the t- the time it was made and the people making it. But oh, we'll see. That's very much my uh, <clears throat> Hellblazer situation. <laughs> what at the moment? Well, some, no, a couple of volumes ago, it was a real drag. Right. Um, and I was just wh- like, which I... which Hellblazer volumes do you rate? Uh, it's hard to say. I I like some of the new ones. Yeah. But not all of the new ones. <laughs> some of some of the weird some of the weird style looks pretty good, and then I'm just like I'm looking at it, and then then you're in the middle of a story, and then the artist change changes, and you're just like. This used to be a demon, and now the artist is just drawing Trump. Right, I see. And it's not, and it's not subtle. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why you're doing that. Some of the stories are really good, like the one with with Swamp Thing are really good, and some of the stuff where Hell plays where Constantine is just tricking the devil over and over and over again. Or the ones where he's uh, where we can't. There's a whole. There's like years and years where he can't go back to London, so he's in America, which seems to just seems like an excuse. But he eventually does it by basically he he devalues the souls of everyone on Earth to the point where London, so the person who this is the demon who was. Wanting to take everyone's soul in London, now the souls are now so worthless that the demon sells it on to a fairy or something. <laughs> okay. And then Constantine undoes it, and then he he does that sort of stuff a lot. It's like it gets really convoluted. Right. But it makes sense at the time because he's smoking. And then he says something, and then it ends. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> well, I've got I've I've read like I've got eighteen volumes of it. It's really hard to pin one down. No. Okay. Uh, that's fair enough. He's pretty much just a dick the whole time. People die all the time. Yeah. Not well, him. Sometimes him. Yeah. Um, but that's that's um, Hellblazer, isn't it? That's why people read him. Um, right, I think we have talked about Champions number 21. Um, I don't think there's anything left to say. I think we've talked about it more than anyone ever has. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, okay, well, uh, thank you for uh, coming on. I appreciate it's very late. Um, and there's a fly in this room, and I'm really hoping it doesn't turn up on the recording anywhere, but it's noisy. Oh. It's an absolute bastard. Um yeah, but uh, if anybody would like to find you on the internet, where could they do that? Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend that at all. <laughs> okay. It's mostly just memes and cat videos for me. <laughs> um, have you got any games coming out anytime soon? Oh lord, no. Okay. If, you want, if you want to keep, if you want to buy more jazz, there's there's always more boxes of jazz. <laughs> I've got I've got three copies of jazz. Have you? <laughs> yeah. Oh blimey, you could do with some more jazz. <laughs> Um, yeah, Bill. Bill the other day was like, "What are those three boxes? What? Uh, what is that?" I was like, oh, "It's a card game. It's really good. You uh, make up a jazz song." He was like, "Yeah, all right, whatever." <laughs> I was like, no, 
that's the actual that that's what it is and he's like what's that one then i was like oh that's them's fighting words it's the same as jazz but with uh insults she's like oh so i'm not allowed to play that i was like you can it's fine but uh yeah don't worry Bill. he's just stalling me i was trying to get him out the door to go to school so Uh, but yeah, um, I am Gareth A. Hopkins. Uh, I'm on the internet as G-R-T-H-I-N-K. Um, I'm currently, I was, I was working on two books, but I've just decided that I'm, I'll add an, a third one to the pot. So I'm working on something called Petricor. I'm working on something called Too Dry to Rot. That's what it's called at the moment. I might change it because it's a bit rubbish. And I'm working on uh, the Intercourse Extended. They're all abstract comics. Uh, so if you like abstract comics, you'll really like them. And if you don't, then you'll probably hate them. And what and, if they like abstract t-shirts, Gareth? Um, then I will take time out of my life to make t-shirts again. You should, you and see that. if they buy them. Um, if you, if, I mean, if people are desperate to buy t-shirts, then um, I did some for Tannis, the podcast. Uh, you can go and buy them. I won't get the money, but Tannis will. Um, yeah. Uh, that's it I think uh, I'm going to go and um, kill that fly and punch him in the face good, go hold him I will that's what uh, I'm <laughs> um, I'll go puck on him and get peanut by him um, thank you very much Ken and I hope you will join me again for another episode of the podcast